your body's telling me that you're not going to win another world title unless you change a couple of things. And I'm like, okay. And he used to say, if you're not, you're going to get a tap first. Uh -huh. Then you're going to get a whack. If you ignore the tap, you'll get a whack. If you ignore the whack, then a Mack truck will hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably when I first was becoming aware without knowing it that I think I've developed a, a, quite a strong ego here because <laughs> I was thinking, who the hell does this guy think he is? Hey guys, this week I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with six times Ironman champion Trevor Hendy, Sporting Hall of Fame, Order of Australia, dad of four, grandfather of two. What an amazing guy. We had a chat from the highest of the highs when Trevor was the best of the best in his sport to the lowest of the lows. Uh, married twice, divorced once, you know, bankrupt and back to the highs uh, now. And uh, we had a good conversation about all things wealth, ego, spirit, you name it, success, failure, and how to make sure in life you continue to move forward and get the most out of life, being present, living in the now. Enjoy this conversation with Trevor Hendy. Trevor Hendy, welcome to the podcast, mate, the Wealth Thank Faculty. You, yeah, great to have you um, invite us into your home. I really appreciate you letting us in, mate. No problems, here in my board shorts, relaxed, casual on my balcony. Mate, it's living the dream. just over there. <laughs> mate, uh, you know, uh, quickly to start off, you know, you just became a grandfather. Yes. How's yes. that going for you? Well, amazing because also they're all in this house. So I know. You were saying children, 11 people here? And yeah, it's pretty crazy um, and beautiful and, and incredible to have everyone here together. So grandsons, twin grandsons, Hugo and Austin um, mm. from Chrissy and Sam, and, and they're uh, five and a half months now. And just amazing. Getting to spend a lot of time with them and... Uh, being a, I'm sort of, I'm not sure if I'm Popper or Pa yet. So God, you haven't got your nickname yet. But we'll just see what they say. <laughs> and family, obviously, right now is um, central to your life. You know, um, everyone living under one roof. Um, you know, is that is that really important? Is that like Absolutely. a core foundation value for you? I think so. Yeah, I think um, it's the core around being really true to yourself mm. like, and that connection piece. And family to me is um, obviously. Um, it's, it's part of who you are. It makes up all the things that you feel inside of yourself. You know, yeah. all of your conditioning comes from family and, but all of your motivation and love comes from them as well, you know. And um, so, I don't know, it's just where all the best lessons lie and the toughest lessons sometimes, relationship yeah. and family. Yeah. Um, but it's just the most beautiful thing when it all comes together. Comes and together. it's come together now more than ever. Yeah. You know, the last... Um, sort of two years, just progressively it's got better, but it's just like we're all together and we're all one big family, which is really cool. The journey of life. So I certainly can uh, relate on that level. I have uh, plenty of my family with me and over the yeah. last 10 years, you know, um, enjoying. You, you got three generations in your yeah, place. Yeah, yes, yeah. I do, you know, and uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I would have said many years ago, never would I have my parents living with me. Yeah. Like not a chance on yeah, the earth. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, when kids came along for me, yeah, uh, it's been the best thing that I've ever experienced. You know, yeah. um, having them close, you know, um, having a Nana or Pop really close to have the kids enjoy that time. I think it's you know amazingly special. So you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah mate. Uh, so we'll have a bit of chat about those things. You know, mm. probably by the sounds of things, you know, that uh, family being a core value probably took time to sort of grow and mm. um, you know mature over life as things do, long term, yeah. long term yeah. things, but. Um, um, you know, you know, six-time life-saving champion. You know, yep. um, Order of Australia, Australian Sporting Hall of Fame. You know, now maybe in uh, a new 
uh, era of your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you up to these days? Instead of you know winning, uh, being a champion, you know what is it that you do uh, now? We were just having a quick chat. Yeah, it's um it's interesting because before competition and racing, I was the kid that loved nature and connecting and could just sit on the sand and play with the sand and the water and love friends and family and travel and adventure and grew up with a father and mother that took us everywhere and you know so I was that earthy you know, connected to country kid. I even mm. grew up traveling around Australia um, from three to five and spent a lot of time, you know, multiple years after that in the Northern Territory and and um, really connecting to country in, in the indigenous communities and spending time yeah. just really grounded earthy things. So it's funny that then I became the competitor and a little bit, and we might get into it a bit later, but a little bit from feeling a bit bullied and belittled and, and you know, like, everyone's getting the goodies in life and the winner gets the goodies and the winner gets the girl, he gets the last laugh, he gets the, you know, the say on where we go, Yeah. Um, gets the respect, never gets left behind, you know, so it was a little subliminal, subconscious thing growing in my mind about who seems to get all the privileges and I established this, almost this persona of um, being the Iron Man because that would give me what I wanted because if I win, you know, then I get everything. At that stage, I'd never won anything. I was rated nowhere. Where did that come up? Was, did Iron Man was that part of like oh, I want to be an Iron Man, or it was something that came through organically? Oh, I might have a go at this. And I've got to remember to answer the original question too. <laughs> but but um, but basically, 15 to 16, I was in surf lifesaving and nippers since I was gotcha. eight years old, yeah. and and um, in the surf club and loved it and connected. But then feeling the hierarchy in the surf club, like the alpha male aspect of the surf club, yeah. which is in every place you go, particularly yes. for a young man. And I'd love to then, talk about that a bit later on. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll cut into that. Yeah. But basically, my dad came to me one day and said, look, Trev, you can go on being good at every sport you do, or you can pick one and be the best at it. Gotcha. Now, that's really interesting because two days ago, I had a major realization about that. But, but um, I... Um, Literally went, okay, so I whittled down to the different sports I was playing and I whittled down to tennis and, and Ironman racing, right. you know, and um, surf lifesaving. And uh, tennis, I was in the Ken Rosal Tennis Academy and stuff like that. And I, I had some talent there and, you know, I was obviously going to be taller later and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and I loved tennis. I really loved it. And everybody said, well, you know, I was asking different people and they yeah. said, well, tennis is all the money's in tennis. And every time someone said all the money's in tennis, I felt more inclined deep down to go, yeah, but... That's, uh, but I love life-saving, you know, I love the ocean. So ultimately, um, uh, I chose Ironman and I decided, well, I want to be the best at that, you yeah. know. And I decided to perfect the race, be world champion, min win more than anybody else. So this passion, this thing that my dad said, this passion for the water and this feeling of feeling small in the world and lacking yeah. meant that I'd established a bit of spirit, a bit of heart, a bit of connection to a bit of insecurity and fear and created a new persona that was connected to spirit as well you know yeah, yeah. so i was both flying with this journey and at the same time separating myself further from something that was really important to me which is the real intrinsic connection with things mm. so um it came about through that and then ultimately what happened was to answer the first question was that I then, the wheels fell off the car. You know, I started shoulder injury, or shoulder tendonitis in both shoulders, hip collapsing, arch in my foot collapsing, yeah. constantly on anti antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, icing, TENS machines, I best mean, doctors, physios. your body's at the limit, right? I'm at the limit, yeah. and it was like a badge of honor, you know, that, that 
Ironman get sick all the time because yeah. we train more than anybody else. Yeah, and yeah. We're mixing between all these disciplines and I met a crazy, beautiful chiropractor, six foot six, Keith Maitland, nut, you know, holistic healer who was so outside of that realm that when I met him and, and he looked at my whole body and said to me, you know, you, um, you, your body's telling me that you're not going to win another world title unless you change a couple of things. And I'm like, okay, thinking, who the hell does this guy I think he is? And that's probably when I first was becoming aware without knowing it that I think I've developed a, a, quite a strong ego here because I was thinking, <laughs> who the hell does this guy think he is? And doesn't then as he, I'm thinking, doesn't he know who I am? Doesn't he know who I am? <laughs> I've won three world titles, the fourth world titles, just a matter, you know, I'm that's in the back of my mind mm, somewhere. Yeah. And then, and we'll preface, we'll, we'll touch on Eckhart Tolle soon, but but um, literally, I he's then said to me, so I'm already fuming underneath, and then said to me two main things. One is I think you might be intolerant to something. I'm guessing dairy intolerant. Yeah. I'm like, don't take ice cream and chocolate away from me. Like, we didn't say it, but I'm thinking it. That's all that's keeping me alive at the moment. You know, it's my only comfort and satisfaction. Yeah. And I got to the point, three times world champion, you know, God, met Michael Jackson, been on Baywatch, done all this sort of stuff. And it's this crazy, like, living the life, but actually couldn't wait to escape. Mm. You know, what have I created for myself? So what happened was, he then goes, and the other thing is, I think he got some emotional issues. I think he got some, some anger you know, some anger issues. And I'm like looking at him thinking, who the does this guy think he is? You know, like just really fuming on the inside. And as I'm fuming, I'm smiling like this. Uh-huh. And I'm realizing, I start, I go, oh, mental note to self. I do appear to be really angry at what he's saying. And I'm like, that's really curious, you know? And he said, so if you want to come back tomorrow, bring some food samples in, we'll test you for those. And we'll have a conversation, blah, blah, blah. And, um, oh, and he said to me, I think it's like the father figure that you're angry, but I'm not picking up your dad. Have you got like a second dad or someone's like a father figure? So this is like highly intuitive, like reading signals. I'm like, oh, my uncle, you know, but you know, who died recently. And he said, yeah, it's, it's your uncle. That's who it is. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not mad with my uncle. I'm sad. He was like my second dad. He lived with us and everything else. And, and um, I'm really sad. And he goes, yeah, you know, you're sad, but behind that, you're also angry at something and you need to go home and write a letter to him and, you know, and I'm, th- who's this quack and what's he talking about and everything else. I've never been exposed to anything beyond body mind. Yes. You know, so, and, and a beautiful family and connected family and everything else. So we just loved and looked after each other. And we're, so when we're talking about values before, I'm saying family is an intrinsic value. I'm like, oh, it's funny that, that the values that grew beyond that are the ones that have helped sort family out. Mm. Like truth, awareness, true connection, clarity, being in the moment purpose you know other yeah. values that I've, I've kind of tapped into yeah true reality yeah then sort of they straightened out all the kinks of family so it's mm. like oh the love of family is not what's helped me sort family out it's the love of other things so ultimately that led to what do i do now which is the first yes, question yes yes i can talk too much but um what i do is i i after being through all those things being to the best psychologists and all sorts of stuff and then meeting these crazy people and having you know keith and then sent me on to other people and and doing seminars and going oh self-help seminars and going what yeah coming out of that you know um releasing glandular fever in a weekend which is medically impossible yes have the blood test to show it you know like crazy experiences and and going wow so then before i'd ever heard that nikola tesla said you know if you want to understand the secrets of universe think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, well, everything's vibration, that is you know? Right. So yeah. Yeah. when I learned these things, I realized, oh my goodness, 
um, the people in the normal in normal life weren't able to do that for me, and these crazy people were. Yeah. That's what I need to do for other the people. The crazy ones so changed the world. So I kind of went out of the mainstream. Yeah. Um, for it, a long like a, period a, of time. A realization breakthrough for you at that point was like like a real changing from you know this physical thing to something a bit more spiritual or connected to something a higher purpose was to totally without yeah. going hey surround myself without in white light you yeah, know, yeah not at all like yeah. really grounded really yeah. grounded people i met no go on results how's yeah. your body going yeah how's your relationship how's your bank balance how's your happiness how's your health yes you know no good well let's work out what you're not facing yeah so not hey sit in the corner and meditate and surround yourself in light and hope your day goes well and visualize yourself surrounded in abundance it was like <laughs> Yeah. Face your shit, mate. You yeah, know, face like, it. Yeah. and so that's the type of people I met, which yeah. is the type of people I needed to meet. Great practical spirituality, almost. It's like, wow. you know, it's like yeah. training. You train yeah. properly, you get a result. Well, yeah. you confront your own stuff yeah. and, and look at where you're the common denominator in a situation that's not going right. Three relationships in a row, or three yeah. businesses in a row, or <laughs> well, three well, deals in a row. What's well, common here? Why does the people are like this? It's like, who's common? Well, yeah. it seems to be I keep being here. Be, you might know, be the similar theme. Um, and that's when I heard that, I was just like, oh. And the story was, you know, you're with your wife for 10 years, honeymoon, da, da, da. then you just can't stand each other. And that's not my story, but this is a story I'm hearing. Yeah. And then, so she's a blonde, so you go for a brunette, you know, and, um, and then two years later, same scenario, you know, honeymoon and then two years later, same scenario. And so we'll go for a redhead. Yeah. And we've got Google now, so check them out on Google and make sure their family all back. And then three months later, there's a shorter honeymoon and, it's like until you work out you're the one you you're know, the one that, bringing. it can't change until you shift yourself yeah you know? so internal in, internal work rather than external work and that's what yeah. i do the, in answering the first question in multiple ones was a good answer that's that's what i do and yeah. i do that because i'm still on the journey myself i'm a, i'm aware that we are full of crap at certain levels we don't realize we are but yeah. it's it's um our stuff our issues our challenges our blind spots whatever you want to call it our alter ego our shadow side give it a hundred different names and but um ultimately you find out that there is there's something in here that is me and that thing is loving caring connected passionate dynamic yeah. you know flexible um humble you know give yeah oh, sorry you know yeah uh, quick to apologize or forgive or whatever else there's other things around here that that are things that are where i want to win and control and and be the one and get the goodies and all that mm. sort of stuff and and the more i've um, broken that down, the more what I was trying to get has come to me really naturally. Yeah. And I've sat there eating humble pie at the same time going, uh -huh. oh my goodness. Understanding why, what, what drive you. Yeah. And, and, and are you niching now in that sort of peak performance sports world with, you know, helping people find, like find their way home. I, and something mm. I just remember where you're sort mm. of saying, like as a kid, you know, I was always connected to nature and, and the outdoors and I've got a very similar experience. Like, you know, I grew up in the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, if I wasn't out in the bush, you know, I was feeling like, yes. you know, I had to be somewhere and, yep. you know, moved to Sydney, um, yeah, you know, wow. the big, the big place and, and really sort of said, well, get, which is a jungle of its own, a jungle of its own, very yeah, similar yeah. to you. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to win in a certain space and place, yeah. which was, you know, my world of wealth and property. Yeah. And, um, yep. you know, we went for it in Sydney and, and did yeah. amazingly. And yeah. then, you know, at some point feeling so far away from really mm. who I was, you know, mm. and it's mm. like, is this it? What, what does my life actually mean? Because, yeah. you know, money and all of these successes are still a big hole there inside, you know? And your feelings draw you back. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I talked about only knowing body, mind. Yeah. 
but then I won all my races from feeling mm. and the best ones from feeling, you know. Yeah. So it was there the whole time. Yeah. Um, it was just covered over by this ego that would claim the victory at the finish of it. Yeah. My mind would always say, yeah, just did that. You know, but it was actually my ability to get out of my mind and be in the moment, which yes. my, my coach, Bill Haylock, did put things in place for me at the time, which was so perfect that kept us in the moment, you know. And I understood that years later and went back and said, thank you, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... Um, but it feelings draw you back, feelings you know, back, and yeah. I, I love feeling is healing, you know, and mm. I work with people all the time now. Yeah. And I say, first thing we have to do, mate, is we've got to feel it to heal it. And I yeah. sit with people and say, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to stop you every now and then say, stop. Yeah. Come back half a step. Feel what you just said. Yeah. You know, because as soon as you feel something, you, you, sh you, you embody the energy yes. and it can shift. It can transmute. It can alchemize inside of you. So as far as think, seeing the world as energetic, feeling allows you to actually process it dissolve it transmute yep. it you know yep. so if something's not changing you go for feel it to heal it see it to free it yeah you know so once you've felt it then you go oh i was thinking this and so you see the thoughts and you see how it all connects and then oh. that opens up so the feminine the yin comes in of oh, i feel the release and the yang release comes in of now I see how I created that yeah. or what I did. So, well, I, you, you know, know, we have we either do what you did, yeah. which is it feels a bit hollow and you go, I've got to reconnect, yes. which is what I was doing as well, but my body was telling me, or similar, we have a breakdown because we've been suppressing feelings, but you feelings don't. always bring us back. Breakdown or blow up. Blow up, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, maybe just circling back a bit, just, you know, you said, you know, as a, as a young boy and maybe into a young man, like you felt that maybe and I'm paraphrasing here, maybe that at that masculine, maybe, you know, yeah, that yeah. masculine was uh, a real man does this, a real man wins, a real man gets it all, you know, 100%. and, you know, so, you know, maybe, maybe we can sort of chat about that for a little bit because, mm. you know, you've performed, you know, at world-class level, best in the world, um, in your sport, driven, mm -hmm. you know, mm. um, and I'm sure you're talking with many young sports stars and, you know, yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's a lot of men um, working with women. Men, yeah, equally, men, men equally. Women, yeah. But yeah, but certainly in sport, a lot of, yeah. lot of men. Yeah. Lot of men. And, and, you know, do you see this, this driven, almost dysfunctional masculinity sort of causing some issues there? And, and, and on the flip side, uh, I'm, I'm quite, I've got two sons and, you know, the, there's, mm. there's good, healthy masculine. Absolutely, you know, yeah. And, and do you see sometimes, you know, in sporting, in sporting world, you know, that can be, you know, dismorphed, you know, into something not so great if it's not taken care of, like having great coaches in sport? It's just popped in to grab something else out to put, to put all this together. My father said, you can take one thing and be the best at it. Yes. All right. And so the other day I was training and I, I trained for to, to the start of the Coolangatta Gold training when the COVID crisis began. Uh -huh. I'm stuck on the Gold Coast, started training with the crew. And I went, oh, what a great way to get my health back at 52 to just go for it, you know? And uh -huh. So I trained, Ali Day is a six times Killing Out a Gold Champion. He's in our Surface Paradise Surf Club squad. My son TJ's was top five last year, you know, the same race. And, and so I started with, you know, Max, but the crazy people in our, in our squad, Courtney Hancock. So I started training with them and I got my health back over 11 weeks and I kept working through, you know, just forget about where they are. They're right up there. Just be with the crew and whoever yeah, you're with and enjoy and get off the washes and just go, if you're going to, keep up later you need to do the distance now not sit on someone's wash and get a bit of assistance anyway yeah. long story short was i 11 weeks into that training the cooling get a gold was cancelled you know so there's another yeah. nine weeks to go i think or something like that, 10 and there was it was cancelled i wasn't going to do it anyway but i wanted to train right up to it and it took away a little bit of a, a goal thing that whole mm. goal thing yeah 
but I'd also been through an organizational shift and change and, and I was a little burnt out at the same time, but that training was keeping me alive. And so for about eight weeks now, I haven't done much. So I've gone back to training and I noticed that I was keeping up at the end of the 11 weeks, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And now, now I'm like struggling a little bit and I could feel the part of me that was trying to keep up. And I had this thought come in, what's the use? Yeah. If you're not going to be up the front, what's the use? And I went, whoa. Wow. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Because I teach this, yes, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, wow, isn't that crazy? So I kind of paused and I slowed down. And I just closed my eyes. I was swimming and I was closing my eyes swimming and not to be recommended, but you know, if you know where you're going. <laughs> and um, and I, I went, oh my God, it goes all the way back to my dad saying, you know, if you can either go on being good at everything you do, or you can take one thing and be the best at yeah, it. Yeah. And so it goes to this man thing, right? That there's a, there's a, um, double-edged sword and everything, or yeah. there's a shadow side and a positive side, yep. was that the positive side of that was, I took a sport and became the best at it, redefined the way it was done, Focused moved it up, shifted, yep. people looked at it and went, wow, he did this way. That became the stepping stone for Kai Hurst and Shannon Eckstein and Ali Day and other people to take it further, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in that way, contributed as a man to take a sport further and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, but at the same time, when I was done with it, I left it and went and all right, I'm on a spiritual journey now. Uh -huh. I'll be the best at that. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to be the best, <laughs> the best at a spiritual journey. There's a guy on YouTube who does those, like... Um, yeah, oh, JP, Awakening yeah, 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 JP. Yeah, 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 the yeah. most spiritual. Ultra spiritual. <laughs> Ultra spiritual. <laughs> I went to five days with Eckhart Tolle and he played that for us. That's so good. He said, watch this, and just sat there giggling the whole time. That, and um, for anyone who's listening, you got to look up... Um, um, the comedian Arj Barker yes. and the sickest Buddhist. It's, 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 he does a rap to, I'm the sickest Buddhist, you know. <laughs> and the power of now, I made the power of now look like the power of then, you know, like, you know, it's really cool. You, you know, so I learned that you can't, um, I thought the human race was something to be one, you know, like, because it yes. said race, so win it. Gotcha. You know, so that was that, that, that alter that ego that I developed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gave me so much. Yeah opened so many doors, yeah. I won so much, I got the girl, I got the title, I got yeah. the prizes. I got, you know, almost like a superannuation policy because everywhere you go, people go, Trev, what can I do for you? You know, it's like, wow. Yeah. So the, um, that idea that be the best at it, I've gone and I found myself as I got below that, I went, you know what's crazy about that? If I'm going to be the best at it, then I need to utilize all everything to my advantage. So actually it drives the selfishness. So the other day when I pulled apart that and saw that, within 24 hours, like yesterday morning, this is just literally yesterday morning, I went, oh, I can feel the part in me that manipulates, maneuvers, is persuasive, yeah. gets what I want. Yeah. And it all connects back together of being the best at something because then it, and it all pays off in the end because you feed your family. It's all justified. Yeah. But the energy inside of it, it's not like you can't have those things, yeah. but the energy inside, inside that it, it. promotes yeah. is very much... Um, cut you off to get what I want. Yeah. You know, I'm like, so, oh my God, I mean, I'm still that, discovering this stuff. That ego rising to the top, you know, and, and you say like, you know, it's, you know, maybe harking back to, you know, you're at the, the top of your game, you know, the world was at your feet. Yes. You know. Um, yeah, and, and the world, isn't that interesting? The world was at your feet. So yeah. what, where, why about? do we want something at our feet? Uh -huh. You know, but yeah. that's so true, right? Yeah. Because it's almost like being the king, being royalty and everyone's at your yeah. feet, what can I get you? Yeah. And it was like that. Yeah. Literally, I'd be like, oh, I want a new car. And I'd ring the manager and say, give me a car deal. You know, yeah. I wouldn't say it like that. I'd yeah. actually say, hey, I was just thinking because I was persuasive. Yeah. But underneath that, I was like, 
and hurry up. You know, like it's yeah. like it's absolute arrogance. I love what Eckhart Tolle said when he heard that when he said this, I was like such a relief because he said ego simply equals unconscious. Mm. But if you go, God, I'm a dick, I've got to stop doing that. It's hard to let go of something that you're hating in yourself. Yes. But when you go, how did I get there? What did I do? I didn't mean to do that. I didn't want to become an egotistical yeah. dick, you know. Yeah. I actually stepped out to be more loved and more liked and more connected and I felt I didn't feel good enough inside of myself and the guy with the bigger chest and the better abs who surfed better, who told better jokes, he yeah. got the girl, yeah. you know, and my dad had the girl and he was my king, uh -huh. you know, he was my, my god. Yeah. My dad was a beautiful, amazing man and my mum, amazing woman, my older sister, incredible. So that was my... That's my perfection, you know, like that was right there. So well, you were aspiring to be like those guys. Was, was I was that... aspiring to be like that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and then I saw things that they didn't have. We didn't uh -huh. have that much money and we didn't have that much freedom. And next minute, oh, I got it. And I was like, so now I'm better than my dad uh, or better yeah. than my family, yeah. which is not true or real because they held the values that I needed to put my feet back on the Yeah, the, the foundation values. But ultimately that male thing, coming back to that question, yeah. is all connected to unconsciousness. Mm. The sacred male yeah is actually i care deeply about the whole planet yeah and i care about my, what i do next how it impacts the planet yes and i really um i have a my heart goes out to that sacred feminine i'm very aware that several hundred years ago they burnt all the witches on the planet yeah and that if any woman goes to take her power she has to t either take it via feminism and you know, stand in that you know or be told to sit back down but that mm. the actual sacred feminine mm. is like a is like a rare gem yes you know and i'm aware that oh my goodness they they cut off all the sight they cut off the vision the sight the intuition the women's intuition the connection and they to that. put them under religion and they yeah. put them under all this sort of stuff and yeah. so that sacred masculine in me talk when i talk about it it's that part of me that goes i'm going to care for women the feminine children sensitivity the nature all the things that aren't being looked after yes and that's my later life. I still make mistakes and I still occasionally like, oh God, you're just a dick then. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, um, and it's like, oh, mental note to self, check that out later. <laughs> well, why were you saying that and drawing attention to yourself? But during that period of time, yeah. it was more like womanizing, wanting the female attention and, hey, and lapping it up and all that sort of stuff. And, and that was... So that's how unconscious it was. It was the shadow of the who shadow. I really am. And, and do you think at that point in time, you know, maybe we can sort of, you know, talk about that, that moment where, okay, this is, it's all over now, you know, marriage is over, champion yes. over, you know, yep. money over, you know. Do you think that you were sort of, you know, there was that hollow thing where you're running away from something, you're chasing you, or you're trying to fill some hollow, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and, and you know, certainly for me, you know, um, the GFC came home very similar. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, bang, slap. Bang, mate. You know, you know, I was at the top of my game. You know, plenty of money, plenty of success, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, very built on uh, inexperienced, mm. shaky ground almost. You know, because life's life's a bit more rounded, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're not succeeding with you know family and other things as well, you know, maybe yeah. that success isn't that's that, that uh, sustainable long term. But um, you know, yeah. for you, it came off the rails. Um, was that sort of over a really short period of time or was that kind of like a, a slow, a slow mm. decline is probably not the right word, but a, a slow awakening of, hey, listen, mm. you know, maybe I've got some other, other stuff to learn instead of being the champion in the surf, 
maybe there's some other things in life I've got to get be the champion yeah. at or be better at. <laughs> um, a few things. Uh, I love Eckhart Tolle's saying um, that our primary purpose is to know ourselves as source, mm. right? to know yourself as connected to yeah. everything beyond yeah. this, trying to win in this illusion and win in the game of chess. Yes. Our secondary purpose is then to do something with it. Yeah. So, so life is always trying to deliver yourself so you know yourself as connected to everyone and everything. Mm, mm, you know? mm, so if you go down a path that you're winning, but you don't, that, but you're, you're actually connected. not connected, yeah. or you're winning at a cost. Would you say winning at a cost? Like yeah. there was this cost that. that I, so this is exactly what I say all the time. I yeah. say to people, all right, we're going to work together. We're going to shift from win at all costs mentality yes. to win on all levels understanding. Yeah, I love that. Or essence or spirit or uh -huh. whatever it is uh -huh. because it's not a mentality yeah right it's not in the mind it's actually oh right i'm connected to everything so if i'm not looking after him then i'm not looking after me yes. exactly right and i'm yeah. not talking about dumping everything and and let's all become socialists i'm not talking about that at all that's yeah. a, I, I believe that's another trap in itself but yeah. um i'm talking about being real and honest and in the moment at answering these calls so a great teacher of mine um used to always say you're going to get it if you're not on purpose. If you are on purpose, the silver lining is going to come in, uh -huh. you know, and you'll, everything will fly your way because that's the universe saying you're on purpose. Let me give you everything I've got to help you keep because you're doing my work too. In, in flow, yeah. In flow, right? Yeah. And he used to say, if you're not, you're going to get a tap first. Uh -huh. Then you're going to get a whack. If you ignore the tap, you'll get a whack. If you ignore the whack, then a Mack truck will hit you. Yeah. <laughs> the you know, so the breakdown or the GFC or yes. the whatever, yes. it'll either hit you in your backyard as you reverse out and the car hits you uh -huh. or health crisis with someone really close to you or yourself. Yeah. If you're really good at actually keeping things away from yourself, that doesn't mean you're connected. No. Sometimes your family will get sick. And this just sounds really bizarre. It's like it's, it's often connected. You know, it's like, mm. oh, I haven't solved everything. Yeah the negatives coming through them. The black sheep runs away and feels disconnected in the family and gets on drugs or something happens. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. at another level, when you're ready, you go, oh, I'm connected to this because mm. we're all valuing this, this winning, this uh -huh. getting the resources and family. Well, he made it. Why didn't you? Yeah. Well, no. Did he make it? No. Well, not really on know yourself as source. No, he didn't. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it kind of like um, there's a... a a story I want to share that that it just oh, kind of slows me down when I think of it. But I, the marriage was breaking up and broken up, but we'd fought with each other for so long. Deep love between Jackie and I, but we'd fought with each other for so long and so got so lost. And she was had enough of me, uh -huh. you know, and I'd had enough of her. It was really we had enough of each other's reactions. Yeah. So the way she reacted and the way I lack of reaction and just disappeared and you know made myself look good, you know. Yeah. Um, and you were getting your needs met elsewhere through yeah. winnings or whatever it was. What, all the sugar of yep. life. Yes. You know, yep. take the sugar. Yeah. You know, if it was a fire, I was putting here. the sticks on there. just one after another, and they were looking great, and there were sparks everywhere. But yep. Jackie was saying, oh, "The logs are missing." You know, uh -huh, uh -huh. and um, so you know, the, I was so in the, the winning thing, and it was paying off at the sugar level. It was giving yep. me such of a, such of a feed that. Um, oh, don't worry about the relationship. Mm. I didn't, could, couldn't feel what I was doing to, yeah. to Jackie that I was also doing to myself. Yeah. And um, we'd broken up, but TJ was born through that process. Uh -huh. And as he was born, and I held him, I was right there, and we, we reconciled some things really strongly through that period and said, let's just look after each other, you know, start, start simple, you know. Yeah. And I held TJ as he was born, and I looked at him, and his big brown eyes looked back at me. Mm. And it was this moment where um, 
the, the spirit, I was just starting the journey. I was on the journey and I was looking and I was aware that it was my own stuff. And what looked back at me was purity, mm. unconditioned purity, but also this deep sense of, hey, mate, I chose you. Yeah. And you chose me and I was turning up now no more mucking around. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it was like it was like I'm not the man that I want to be for the son I always wanted to have. Yeah. And yeah. I start off with the beautiful Cristal seven years before and we were we were nineteen, you know, so it's hard to know what to do, you know, it's yes. a very young start. And Tej, now I'm a bit older, you know, and he's born, it's like, oh, I'm not the man I'm meant to be, to be the father I need to be for this son that's just born and yep. literally slapped me in the face like you wouldn't believe. Mm, so mm. there's another thing that Eckhart Tolle says, the inner readiness. And you won't actually change until you're ready and yes. you won't go to the next, because we've all got levels of awareness. Uh-huh. And, but you won't, and there's, there's physical awareness, there's nutritional awareness, there's financial awareness, there's you know, intellectual, educational awareness, lots of different awareness. Yes. But self-awareness, like leads you through certain processes of emotional intelligence and all that sort of stuff. But you won't go to the next level till you have an inner readiness. And in later life, I've I, I've proactively probably gone towards it, going, "Oh, that doesn't feel right." So I'm not interested in moving any further till I straighten that out. So yeah. I do that more now. I, just, I feel it in myself. Yeah. But previously, something would have to fall apart, uh-huh. you know, yeah, because I'm like, I'm winning, <laughs> you know. Go that way. Yeah. Or something would have to hit me so deep. And when TJ looked back in my eyes. Yeah. It hit me so deep. It was you, no, you're you're not the man you need to be. Mm. You're not the human being you need to be. Human yeah. being, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, yeah, it's, it's an experience that everyone has. I I would expect yeah. over life, most of us have those moments in life, right? Yeah. And then yeah, that propelled me. Yeah. That was like yeah. sort out the rest, mate. Yeah. And it's taken a long time, but yes. yeah. Well, and and I'm assuming right now your work now is is um, working with people to have those moments before it's imploding or exploding, right? Yeah. So that's kind of a passion and you know, it's something similar to us in the world of finance. It's like, yes. you know, people pay attention to their money when yeah. it's all gone, yeah, but it's yeah. blown up, you yes. know? And so it's yes. like, oh, well maybe I should, uh, you know. Pay attention to their relationship yeah. after she's left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah. I, maybe just quickly uh, touching on those things because um, I was listening to one of your podcasts, you, you brought up stigma. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, it's a really interesting thing, you know, what, what, what shouldn't you talk about? Money, sex, religion, politics, yes. you know, yes. these things, yes. you know, and, and, you know, they're pretty important things all around, really, let's Absolutely. face it. You and know. our connection to them is yes. really profound. Yes. They, they form part of our conditioning. So if we don't talk about them, we probably will never be free. Yeah. Because and we can't actually freely explore. Why did I end up thinking that? Yeah. You know, and release myself <laughs> from it. And there's these unwritten ground rules about them that no one wants to talk about, but yeah. everyone's kind of skirting around the edges yeah. of, right? Oh, and it has, it's, it's so good to, to talk about. Maybe we'll get onto a couple of taboo subjects yeah. too. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yes. Yeah. But, and so one of the things, you know, um, in our world, my world, you know, when it comes to wealth and money, you know, mm. there is a bit of stigma around that, yeah, you yeah. know, and yes. certainly, certainly for me, you know, you know, come the GFC, many, many yeah, millions yeah. of dollars, you know, um, in the hole yeah. and you know the stigma literally hung around as a almost like this this darkness for for almost a decade maybe mm. you know seven eight years mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and uh, I heard you talking about you know the stigma of somebody asked you about bankruptcy for you and it's yes. like well no I've just I've released that part you know yes, so yes. maybe talked a little bit about that because a lot of my listeners are um, bring some let's call it dysfunctional energy and emotion to money and finance yes um, and you know probably you know for me uh, you know, 
it, when I'm out in the wilderness climbing, I, I love rock climbing. So, mm. you know, out there, it's, 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 it's irrelevant. None of it matters, mm. you know. So, you know, maybe just to me, share a little yeah. bit of wisdom in that sort of space. How, how did you freely release that bit of stigma? And, and do you see that right now where, you know, young peak performance people, um, doesn't have to be young, but anyone in that peak performance world, you know, is there still stigmas that you've got to sort of push through and get on the table to discuss? Totally. Um, I'm president of Surf's Paradise Surf Club, the yes. club that I grew up in, uh -huh. you know, into my fifth year and, and such an incredible challenge because people there have known you since you were eight or nine years old and they're Got like, you. get back in your box, would you? Uh -huh. You're not uh -huh. going to come and tell us how to shift the culture, you know, if it involves me actually being a little bit more, you know, aware forgiving or, or aware or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's beautiful people and we're all on a journey and it's, but when you, when people haven't asked to be personally developed they haven't gotcha. come to you and said hey can you help right if, you know then it's a tricky it's a tricky one but it teaches you patience and humility and shows you your own bullshit it reflects back well, yes. what haven't i cleared yet yeah yeah um so just it ties in but i i came to that and there was all these problems 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 and it occurred to me that um a problem often has a solution on a short-term level a medium-term level and a long-term level mm. so we don't have enough patrol members, you know, to patrol the beach. And we're all going to leave because no one, we're there with two and blah, blah, And it's like, okay. And if you don't change this, so the mind wants you to jump into one of those levels without acknowledging the other, uh -huh. you know? And I realized that, oh my goodness, okay. Um, guys, all right, our short-term solution is straight away, we're going to ring around and get people more engaged and we're going to help people and get more people that aren't patrolling at the moment to come along and rove and da-da-da-da-da. We're going to get upskill some people's awards. You know, that's our short-term solution. Our medium-term solution is more upskilling of awards, um, some real incentives to come along to patrols, blah, blah, blah. And a long-term solution, we've got a whole recruiting program. As soon as I laid it all out, the person that was ready to attack me on one of those things was like, oh, I'm going to have to find something else to attack him on now, right? <laughs> because even when you've addressed something on all levels, the, yeah. the, the, um, the opposition, the resistance drops away. Yes. But if you re address it on one level, they get you on that level. And you address it on that level, they get you on that level. Uh, uh -huh. you know? And so it's the same thing for me with finance is that I'm, I'm really good at creating financial flow. Yeah. You know? I don't even try because I've shifted my values around finance um, they're not really financial values. Yeah. I've got the same values that I mentioned before. Truth, you know, awareness, you throw in vulnerability, purpose, clarity, um, being real, nature, connection. You know, my, my values for those. So I go towards those things yes. and I find myself um, all of a sudden I'm highly sought after I required to talk about this or that. And I'm like, oh, I've got more money in the bank than... It's a know, consequence of those things. It's a things. consequence of living my best life. Yes. You know, and, and living something that's true yes. and of real value to people. Um, but it's particularly of real value to the people that connect with what I'm doing because I'm just being true to myself. Yeah. Right. So all of a sudden I'm being true to myself and short term, medium term, long term begins to straighten itself out, which mm. is really, really interesting. But... Um, the long-term thing, and I'll, I'll touch on taboo and bankruptcy and this whole thing as well. When we've started to straighten out and get the purpose right in the surf club, well, what are we really here to do? Just patrol the beaches? Don't we raise great Australians as well yeah, and great yeah. humans and yeah. great nippers? And yeah. So why don't we go to school? We've got great values. Why don't we take our great people that are shiny and take them to schools and teach values and everything? So we, how can... And shifting win at all costs to win on all levels, and my bird's weighing in on this one. <laughs> 
shifting from the <laughs> head to the heart yeah. from ambition to purpose. Yes. It's all the same shift, right? Yes. So my ambition is to be, you know, financially successful and so then I can actually connect with all my family and live the life I truly want. Yeah. And that's awesome, that's fantastic. Yeah. But what I find is that's like a boat that you're rowing along. Mm. When you find your purpose, it's like putting an outboard motor on the back of it and it actually propels it down the line. Keeps you afloat, just yeah. it's always gonna keep you afloat and you're gonna go in the right direction. Yeah. But there's quite a lot of work. But you put a motor on the back and you just steer the thing. Going. Yeah. You know, and so we did that at the surf club and we've gone through rapid changes. And someone said to me this morning, I've been in 12 different clubs as a trainer and helper. And she said, this is in the waves this morning. She goes, I just need to tell you, you are so on track and the club's so on track. It's such a friendly club. And I'm like, wow, that's a difference to what happened five years ago. Yeah. When we're competing and everyone had an opinion. She goes, oh no. And she's now entrenched in the club. She's joined us, training for us and everything. I'm like, the other type of person that I would have paid money to get, you know, which we can't, we don't do, but yeah. um, she's come to us and brought beautiful things yeah. to us, you know. So people seeking a tribe, similar values, similar purpose. And then that tribe, you know, I, I love a saying that popped in my own head one day was, we travel a lot further over common ground. Uh-huh. So, well, let's identify what the common ground is. So yeah. How do we identify the common ground? Well, if we talk about our ambitions and our values and everything else, we're going to, we're going to open up a fair amount of commonality. But yeah. if we talk about our pains and our hurts and our deep feelings and our losses and the love that we haven't yet conquered, but we are beginning to conquer and the things like that, all of a sudden the common ground is far greater. And you go, you have different skin color, gender, sexuality, everything else. And I friggin' love you and yeah. I just met you, you yeah. know, because yeah. oh, is it me I'm looking at, you know? <laughs> And the pains and the love are the same in each person we meet, you know. Mm. So we're, we're mirrors for each other. Yeah. So it travels so far. So um, I went bankrupt, bankrupt in the year 2000. Mm. Year 1994, I shifted from Ironman to kayaking to oh, go yeah, the bigger the, picture. Because right? yeah. I've won everything I want to in Ironman, broke yeah. the records. And now I'll switch, switch to kayaking, I'll go to the Olympics because that's the bigger picture. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I went to the world championships in 98 um, with Australian team and amazing people loved working with them and them and me together with them and with together against everyone else. We bumped into so much stuff. Yeah. The, the stuff in the sport, the stuff in, in the world sport, the stuff in the movement, everything else. And I actually, um, I thought it was a bigger picture, you know, and I'd retired from sport and I yep. come back from that and I literally had this realization that as you know, a girl that I was working with and helping out, she paddled past me. I'm like, hey, Robin, you know, oh, hey, Trev. And she paddled the other way. And I'm now in training because I'm two years, I'm in the Australian team. I'm two years short of the Olympics yeah. in Sydney, Australia. Biggest picture, best thing you could ever experience. For it. Makes complete sense, right? Yeah. And I'm paddling along and I'm so excited to see her. And then as she paddles away, I go, so back to training for the dream, you know. And then my mate who I was working with, Dave, paddles past. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Dave. He's like, hey, Trev. You know, like this. I'm like, hey, mate. Oh, good to see you. And he paddles. It's good to see Dave. He looks good. And I'm paddling along. Yeah, yeah. Just fully buoyant, you know. And then Ooh, down. training for the Olympics, living the dream. You know, and I paddled around 40 minutes, just a recovery paddle. And I sat on this riverbank and I just sat there for ages. And then after about 10 minutes, I just started crying. Mm. And I went, I'm not living the dream. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually living the program. Uh-huh. I'm living the programming. Yeah. I'm living the next best thing to the do next to be logical the man, thing to win, to, to be win the winner. On, yeah. To be a winner, to win yeah. on the higher stage, and to really prove myself. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm done with sport. I'm mm. done with racing in sport to win in that way. Yeah. Just cried and cried and cried, and I sat there for like an hour. 
came home, saw Joe, walked in the door and I said, um, um, I'm, I said, honey, I'm, I need to talk to you. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, actually my friend Mark, who'd done the same thing, I told him first and burst into tears. He goes, I still love you, mate. <laughs> you know? And then I told Joe, so friends first, friend first, then I told Joe and then burst into tears again. And she's like, I'll still love you, you know? And yeah. I'm like, wow. And then I actually went, I rang my mum and said, can I, are you and my dad home? I need to come and see you. And they're like, uh -huh. well, yeah, is everything okay? Because they could hear someone. Like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Came around and sat down and said, I just need to tell you something. I think I'm done with sport. And burst into tears again. And did you feel like you're letting everyone down or? This is the thing. Because yeah. if I go back to the original story, I wanted to, my mates to like me. I yes. wanted to get the girl and I wanted my family to see me as equal to them. Yeah. And so those three things, I just didn't think, you know, it was all tied to if I win, they'll love me. You know, so it was quite crazy go. as I released yeah. that thing. I yeah. felt so free and so alive. So right? alive. When I switched in 94 to um, that period in 98, I trained, did that for four years. And as I said, went to World Cups and World Championships, got to the high, high level, you know. And um, I changed everything up. So all the sponsors were disappearing and everything because uh -huh. they're like, oh, well, we don't get to see you on TV, you know, seven times a year on yeah. Sundays and, yeah. you know, prime time, blah, blah. And they were drying up. So, right, I'm living, I'm fighting the fight, it'll all be worth it, you know. I retired from the whole lot, did a press conference, and I just said to people, I said, I said at the press conference, you know, I've had enough of chasing my own gold medal. I just feel I'd rather help other people chase theirs, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Right? So that's in 1998. Of the next two years, as I, I, it was like I climbed that ladder, and I use this analogy quite a bit. It's like I climbed this ladder, and I'm up in front of the ladder, and I'm paving up, and as I get through the clouds, and I poke my head through the top of the clouds of this ladder, I noticed two things. The first thing was that the ladder I was on didn't go any further ah. than just above the clouds, <laughs> like, like this. And the second thing I noticed symbolically was it was like I looked across the clouds and there was another ladder over there going up through these people climbing up and I'm like, I'm on the wrong ladder. Uh -huh. And the humble, simple, connected, present people were on this other ladder. They weren't looking like winners at all. Mm. They might be, but mm. they, that wasn't any part of their values. They were just being true to themselves. Yeah. So I'm rapidly climbing down the ladder. And as I'm climbing down, I'm climbing over my mates who are following me going, I thought we said we were going this way. And I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> what, up there. What are you doing, They go, what did you see? And I'm going, we're on the wrong ladder, you know. And of course, well, I need to see it for myself. Well, you keep going and we'll uncomfortably climb past each other yeah. as you think I've lost the plot. You know, my friends are like, oh, I think he's become a born again Christian or something, you know, because... Yeah. I've got no religious connection at all, you know, but that's the only thing they could relate but, to. But that's it. the context, right, for them. You know, it's it? becoming more Christ-like or something, I don't know, but yeah. you know, yeah. loving, loving their neighbor. And so that was the only thing they could relate to it. So they're climbing past and all they knew was that I wasn't at the bar anymore and I wasn't having a beer uh, after a race, so, you know, and I wasn't laughing at the same jokes, you know, when they'd laugh at somebody or, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, how great they were or whatever, I'd be like, oh yeah, and I, I wasn't laughing. And I'd just you know, go and talk to people that want to talk about life, you know? So mm. things were changing, climbed off that thing, had still had so much ego. It wasn't like, I'm still on the ladder, yeah. just trying to get off it. Yeah, yeah. And then ate humble pie while I walked over and started on the bottom rung, right? And it's so strange to say, but I was just like, I was just eating humble pie, that's all it really is, yeah. and going. So in the year 2000, I went, um, couldn't keep up. I, I couldn't get away from the financial difficulties that had grown yeah. 
from earning big money between probably oh, 90 to 96, uh-huh. earning big money, yeah. and then creatively accounting. Yeah. You know, um, okay, tax schemes and, you know, um, All the rage, tax then. minimization, yeah. Yeah. investing in cherry orchards and films uh, and, you uh, know, and yeah, um, yeah. this and that and everything else. And of course, what you do is you, you take the money you save and you invest in other things, blah, blah, blah. Well, hadn't done that well either. Uh, and um, so next minute, I think Johnny Howard retrospectively legislated to try and get Kerry Packer, I think, if the story was right, something yeah, like that, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. you know, and took a few of these things out. And I'd gone from kayaking, so I'm into kayaking, to nothing, and now I'm just loving working with people. Hey, mate, you know, just talking to people and think, oh, I'll take you for a run, or let's sit and have a chat. And I'm so I'm doing the simplest thing, getting paid by the hour, and loving it, feeling so free, and going, oh my god, though, I've got this massive new bill with the tax office and a few credit cards and everything else. And mm. so, in the end, you know, it didn't have bills with anybody else or companies or anything else. Maybe my accountant, you know and sorted through that and couldn't get away from it and had to end up declaring bankrupt. Yeah. You know, and then went on your 50% income and all that sort of stuff. And so I'm earning this slight little money and it's over a threshold and it was humble pie big time. But the reason I tell the story was because um, I went, you know what? I know that's going to come through court records and people are going to go, oh, Trevor Hendy's gone bankrupt. And at that stage, a lot of people knew who I was and everything else. And there's still a bit of ego there. No, no, not really. It It was more like, you know what, I'm just going to get on the front foot because actually this has been an amazing lesson. Yes. So I put out a little press release via my manager and just said, hey, Trevor's gone bankrupt and you learned some amazing lessons and he'd love to share the story rather than being put in his face. And Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, I actually ended up on John Laws and I ended up with Kenny Sutcliffe and a few different people, you know, and had these amazingly honest conversations and particularly on John Laws. Yeah. Um, you know, in his studio and everything, just talked about it. And yeah. I was just so honest. I was like, no, I didn't actually. I was so ahead, full of myself and everything else. Yeah. You know, and my accountant decided this, this, and this, so I could blame the accountant now if I wanted to. But no, I didn't take responsibility, you know. You shone the light on it. Yeah, shone the light on it. Took the taboo out of it and went, hey, I made mistakes. You know what? I've built myself up as the guy next door, you know, blah, 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 blah. I got this great reputation, but actually, I've made major mistakes. And my marriage has broken up. I'm in a great relationship now. But I've actually lost all my money and, and, yeah. and I, I continue to learn, yeah. you know. And I, I, I probably told it more because I feel we travel a lot further over common ground comes from being vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. And what, what is being that? real. Bre- Brene Brown says, you yeah. know, shame hides in the dark places or in the shadows, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, being vulnerable about, you know, talking about those things. Played that clip for a group we were working with the other day and she, vulnerability for anyone who hasn't seen it, yes. right, um, with Brene Brown. Most watched TED Talk maybe of all time, I think. Yeah, it's right up there. Um, and one of the other things she says, courage comes from the Latin, cura comes from... Um, uh, open-hearted or something like that, wholehearted, heart. So courage is actually basically def- is defined as um, uh, living with the courage, living with your whole heart. You know, so courage to be vulnerable is showing people your heart. Yeah. You know? So it's been a, a crazy journey since all of that. Yeah. But, but it's just tell the truth every step of the way. And and use it. Um, use those lessons that you've learned if uh, if that's part of your calling or your passion to help others, right? Yep. 
next yeah. minute I'm up there telling the truth on yeah. stage more. I went away from all the speaking and all the yeah. corporate stuff and sport while yeah. I was being a spiritual guy. Yeah. You know, and then actually got pushed back, directed back so intuitively. Back. You've got to go back. And yes. next minute I'm working with footy clubs and sporting clubs and tennis players and surfers and, you know, and I'm back in corporate stuff and everything else and I'm Great doing all these things. And it was just literally like I'm standing up and telling the truth. And, and probably to be honest, Trevor the winner and that's all that happened ever would have been probably, let's face it, maybe a boring story eventually. But Got some a lot of sugar in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make it really fun. Well, you know. And the day I met Madonna and yeah. I was on Baywatch yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's but, fun. But that, that, that colour of life, you know, to be able to share that and, and experience that, you know. But those so. other stories are great for um, sportsmen's luncheons on a Friday when everyone's yeah. having drinks and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And when I do that, I don't. I tell one of those stories and then say, "Come on, guys, let's have a real conversation." A, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But, but the the real stuff is what people need to hear because the rest because like, oh, we're all going to. If I tell those stories, I'm basically saying that yeah. ladder I climbed yeah. was real. But what I often do is I tell the story and I go, "By the way, guys, it's actually the wrong path. It's the wrong one." And yeah. I'll tell you now. I'll show you what really happened. Yeah. I'll talk to you about what, what yeah. really went on. And yeah. Just really really quickly I, I think um, um, that this whole connected with what's real connected with um, you know where you end up in life what you're supposed to be talking about what your purpose is all that sort of stuff is that it kind of leads you around full circle yeah and what you didn't get at the start you come all the way back around the and the life leads you back to close the loop on what you didn't deal with mm. and so keep it, sending you the lessons yeah keep sending you lessons Tap, whack, Mack truck, you know. <laughs> I've learned to listen to the tap. Yeah. You know, because I'm not clear enough to actually go, I'm on track all the time. I'm yeah. just like, and you know what? It's like I'm generally on track, but what happens is I, I'm going along and I bump into another feeling. Yeah. That doesn't feel right. What's Might have going to on just there? Peel that one open. Peel that open. Yeah, What's yeah, going yeah, yeah. If I followed that feeling, how would I act? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wanting to win again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a great teacher. That one, needing to win has been an amazing teacher because mm. you'd think, oh, well, you want to clear that and get rid of it. No, it's actually, it's like the ego has been the reflector and the shadow and it just keeps popping up in my face. Yeah. And I keep clearing it at different levels and every time I clear it, I have more impact on people yes i feel more connected more simple myself but and then i, I and then i go i'm finally through it <laughs> which the is the, says, only the ego no, wants no, to no. finally be through the ego right <laughs> you know um but um but ultimately you get past it all beyond it all and it's yeah. just the feeling of um i'm here right now in this moment yeah and i can have or not have things be or not be with people do or not do things yeah um in when I'm in those moments and everything, it's like there is nothing, it's like a nothingness. It's like everything's beautiful and perfect exactly the way it is. Mm, it's meant to be because that's yeah. what happened. And then yeah. you're not a teacher at all. Yeah. I'm just a bloke yeah. walking along, realizing some freedom, going, oh, I feel free again. Yes. You know, just shut up, feel the freedom, <laughs> you know, and that, but it's everything keeps coming back to that happening more often and more profoundly. Getting in that flow. Yeah. And, you know, the podcast is, is called The Wealth Faculty, and, yeah. you know, we've got a spin on two parts of the the faculty which is your your physical personal faculties you yeah, bring yeah. you know your health your you know your mind your, your spirit mind, we've talked so, about yeah, that yeah. today but what do you do now you're still training you know um you said you just got back into training that's the majority of your you know staying fit yourself these days like that not for not for competition just for connection and yeah yeah i um i think way i refer to body mind and soul is is just something i've been saying for a couple of years is that third dimension fourth dimension fifth dimension uh-huh 
third dimensional physical self, fourth yeah. dimensional, oh, a bit beyond that where mind is playing a role where we can be a conscious co-creator of experience. Yeah. But usually we're a co-creator, not a conscious one. Yes. Um, and then fifth dimension where we're just spirit pure, you know, beyond right and wrong, good and bad, yeah. out, of the, out of this whole construct, you know. Yeah. So yeah. what's crazy is that everything I do these days is actually feeding that realization on multiple levels. So the niche I'm probably in is the niche of awakening, mm. you know. Um, mm. And so what's happening is I keep getting drawn back to whatever I haven't completed. Uh -huh. And the body's a really interesting one because um, when you're really, really clear, the energy flushes right through the mind and through that whole thing and flushes through the body as well. Yeah. And then you see blocks and traps and things, this aging thing, you know, where you go aging looking from the other side, aging looking from a place where you feel your spirit feels a bit immortal, yeah. you know, and you come back and look at aging from there rather than under it and your personality going, God, I don't want, geez, I'm getting wrinkles or, geez, I tuck this in yeah, there, yeah, you know? yeah. It's like looking at it from the other side and going, oh, that's not meant to be. We're not meant to age this fast, you know? And so I keep getting woken up to do more different physical exercises. As I said, I trained yeah. for the Cooley goal. Well, I restored a large amount of what my health, my physical well-being was in 11 weeks. Yeah. Because I don't drink. I've never smoked. I've never been a drug person. Yeah. Like, don't go anything anywhere near it. I. I don't have, basically don't have processed sugar, have a bit of dark chocolate, don't have dairy, don't have wheat. Yeah. You know, largely paleo, keto, occasionally raw, you know, I fast in the morning. So yeah. all the things that I've learned, oh, they're all pretty fantastic. You connect them all together, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's top. not a lot of toxins building up. Yeah. I'm working, I'm taking responsibility as quick as I can all the time for my own bullshit. And so... Emotionally, I'm relatively clear. Mentally, I'm relatively clear. Yeah. I'm not carrying baggage around. I can't. Mm. I don't like the feeling of baggage. It's like, oh, it feels like carrying around a backpack on your, you, you know, with weights in it. Yeah. So as soon as there's an outness with someone, I sort it out in myself, and then I either sorts out or I go and see the person. You if know? you see it or you feel it, get, you know, get onto it. Because it yeah. doesn't feel like what I feel like when I feel free. And like you said, it's like a backpack. You're carrying the stuff around. You know, you got yeah. stuff in there weighing you down. So. Ultimately, I'm like, okay, there's no reason to age other than you haven't looked after your body uh -huh. to move it, change yeah. it. So movement, I end up doing the Cooley Gold run through. We did a bit shorter and basically taking into time difference. I basically did five minutes faster than when I got on the power. I only did it properly once in my career because it wasn't on yeah, that right. much. Yep. And it's one of our big four things to win. So yeah. I never won that. That's the one I didn't Is win. Is it still on the, still on no. the to do list? No, no, no. 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 Just, just, just to run training it. for yeah. it yeah. to be able to do it and enjoy it yes. was what I was doing. I wasn't going to race it. I just wanted to actually be able to just conquer the thing of, oh, I, I don't want to be scared of this course. You uh -huh, know? Uh -huh. I want to be able to fly through it and enjoy and be in flight, which yeah. Ali Day does amazingly. Yeah, yeah. And so I did it with Alan, all the, everyone. I did it five minutes faster than the equivalent than I'd done it when I was 20, 21 Fantastic. and got third place. Wow. You know? So um, that's great, right? That's really cool. And it was awesome because my approach to it was different. But qigong, yoga, ocean mm. swimming. Mm. I've learned how to foil, which is riding the surfboard up on the mast with the foil underneath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fell in love with that August last year. So I'm 15 months into that. And that's like... That's the same transition from, from um, mental success to spiritual success is uh -huh. the same transition from surfing to foiling. Uh -huh. Because you come up off the water all of a sudden and everything is energy and movement that you can't see. And your flows that you can't even see, they're not even, and you just like go over and join that flow and 
you start off with a little lift and ride it around and you, you connect one lift to another and it's per, it's like kinetic perpetual motion you know with a little bit of movement facing the right direction yeah, yeah. so it was like being a grommet and a kid again so the last 12 <laughs> months i've restored my health in that way i've done the qigongs and the yogas for a long time but i started falling again yeah. and it's really really interesting because um it's earthed me back to the simple, simple things I you, love. You say that. You think it's gone that full back. circle back. My yeah. father, and I was going to say yeah. this before and I forgot about it, and um, Marcus had mentioned this to me, that, that I travelled around Australia from three to five with a caravan on the back of the truck. Right? Yeah. And um, my sister, five years older, and we would pull up in the middle of the Northern Territory, for example, middle of nowhere. Dad would find a track off to the side, yeah. pull over. Mum would get out and start cooking seriously some rabbit or some chicken or fish that we caught in a creek or something, you know. Nice. And she'd be in the caravan cooking that. And we'd, Dad would walk us off and he'd change direction all the time. I'm like three, four, five years of age. And he'd change direction all around. And then 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes into a walk, he'd say, okay, Trevor and I, point to which way's home. Mm. Show me which way's home. Mm. And home was the caravan. You know, the yeah, home yeah. was where the heart is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we were just on the road. It was such a beautiful experience that, so sits so deeply unspoken inside of me yeah and so there's home mum's there cooking you know and to his surprise after the first time you're going whoa what 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 i always knew where home was mm. so he taught me from a young age to know where home was yeah no matter how many turns you take what yeah. path you go down yeah don't lose touch of where home is so go down the path and live it and live it fully yeah but know which way is which so it always surprises me. I can be in the middle. I can be in, in, in Ezra, like Uluru. I can be somewhere just walking along and someone will go, you know, um, which way is east? And I go, oh, the water's over there. Yeah. yeah there's east. There, there's north. Like without looking at the sun because yeah. I learned where home was and the home for me is water yeah. and family. <laughs> you know, but that thing stuck in me because everywhere we went around the world, I always knew where home was. And in, in the end, home is not a place. Yeah. It's a place inside of you, mm. you know, and it's connected to the things that are much deeper than the things that come and go. Our house is going to come and go. Our bank balance is going to go up and yeah. down. Our cars, the car, my dream car. How many of my dream cars have I had? Yeah. They come and they go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your family don't come and go, even if you don't want to speak to them anymore. They're still there. They're still you know? there, yeah, yeah. But deeper than that, the way you connect, connect to country, connect to this land, connect mm. to this yeah. earth. Yeah connect to what drives you before you learnt what was good and bad, right and wrong, yes. what winning and losing was, success yeah. and failure, hot and cold, rich and poor, yeah. fat and skinny, dumb and smart, you know, you know, all this is all bullshit. It's all dual it's all great wonderful place to learn. It's like yeah. playing a board game. Yeah. But it's all a big boot camp for our soul. Yeah, and it, it's would, would you say it's kind of like unlearning that stuff. So you're more you, you're, than that. Yeah, you're learning and then you're unlearning and it you're more than that. It teaches you. It's yeah. so incredible. And yeah. you can have it. It's yeah. not even, there's nothing wrong with it. When yeah. I say it's all bullshit, it's bullshit to get stuck in it. Yes. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's the most wonderful thing to play with. It's a playground. Yeah. If you're going to learn how to climb as a kid, you go into a playground. If yeah. you're going to learn, you, yeah. you, it's all a playground. But, it's a playground for life. Um, it's there to teach you stuff. It's not there to become your God. Yes. You know, and... There's not even a God that's there to become your God, you know, really, in essence of what I've understood. And when you connect with someone like an Eckhart Tolle, it's like, oh, this is, we are, this is, we yeah. are, you know, it's, we are, this is, this we is, are. this are conversation yeah. is, is, is better is. than winning something. Yeah. And speaking of Eckhart Tolle, would you, um, part of the other 
faculty conversation is about the faculty you rely on for yeah. your guidance and who do you go to. So, you know, you've mentioned Eckhart a few times. Mm. Um, is there other people in your world that you, when you're needing a, uh, maybe a, a second set of eyes or whatever, who are your faculty members now? Yeah. You know? So isn't it faculty an awesome word? Uh, because there's an inner and an outer. Yes. So the outer your faculty, the people you connect with that bring you back to spirit, bring yeah. you back to your true essence of yeah. whatever you want to achieve. The inner faculty is the part that knows, recognizes them and knows the truth of what they say and do and go, yes. oh, I'm meant to be with him. That's great. Her. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. I'm going to have that one. <laughs> you know, so they're our faculties yes. on the inside. Yes. They're our, tra- our deeper Internal tracks. You know? yeah. um, so 100% Eckhart Tolle. Yep. I, I have some, some beautiful friends, you know, um, Kane Johnson, who was twice Richmond captain, uh, twice Adelaide, Adelaide Premiership player, but Richmond captain, um, we work really closely together. Keith Maitland, who was um, my chiropractor, kinesiologist, has set me on the path. We Still. laugh all the time at yep. our own crap. All the, we, you know, we walk on the beach and swim and have an, a wonderful time, you know. Um, he's 10 years older than me, faculty. Um, uh, my buddy, Brett Richardson, who is a, a healer, clairvoyant, um, you know, we've been we've been trying to put together for a long time a podcast, Brett and Trev's Excellent Adventure. Um, <laughs> like and eventually, rolls off the tongue well. <laughs> you know, eventually it's become we haven't we haven't actually done our first official episode. We've done a couple of practices, but it's eventually it's become yeah. it's called Wake the Flock Up. I like that. You know, wake the faculty up, wake yeah. each other up, but totally. wake the flock up. Yes. You know, because um, you, you know there's so much garbage going on. Yeah. The, the left and the right in the US is nuts right now. Yeah. It, 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 governs so much of our energy. Our media is very dishonest the way they report about it. Mm. The media around the world is very dishonest. Yeah, I reckon we could do both another sides, two hours on that one. Yeah. Both sides have major faults, you yeah. know, but um, the truth's not being told about who's on track and who's not, yeah. you know, and there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of crap, you know. So if you don't have your inner faculty connected, you start connecting with these other things outside. The, the wrong the, So that, that outer faculty, those people, yep. We laugh about all that sort of stuff and talk about it, but we bring each other back to our own truths, you know. Um, and there's a bunch of other people, you yeah. know. My own family, my coach at the cl- surf club, Zane, you know, we can talk about anything. Um, I, there's so many people I'm missing. A buddy of mine, um, Carl Muggeridge, he was the uh, super sport world champion, super bike racer. I know Carl. Yeah, oh, you know Carl. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Way. There yeah, you Mug, go. yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, Muggeridge. Yeah. So, so we have these crazy conversations. I think I've come into his life and sped up his journey. That <laughs> he's very in touch with all these, like, oh, you know, truth and everything else. Yes. And we foil together and ride. My own kids, you know, I can talk to my 17-year-old daughter, which is my unger- youngest of four, yeah. about anything. Mm. But so can I with the other three. It's, yeah. you know, that, that we can have any conversation, but there's no, there, people come to our dinner table and go, oh my God, how refreshing. Yes. And how many swear words, we, you know, at I certain know. moments and everything else, because it's true and it's real and yeah. it's honest. Yeah. And the one that, I, you know, Jackie, my ex-partner, we can talk about anything, you know. Yeah. But my, you know, my confidant and right-hand woman and right-hand, my best mate is, is Joe. Yeah. You know, my wife. Yeah. and. Yeah. We can laugh about anything, talk about anything. We can have or not have each other. Yeah. I've always felt very attracted and very like, I don't want to leave you, you know. And then we've just broken that down as well to just be like, oh, it's not you complete me. Yeah. You remind me to complete myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. you reflect me. You know. So um, it's a. I've I've almost achieved in my own way what I saw, what I thought I saw in my mum and dad and my sister and the family unit all uh-huh. these years later. Yeah. It's like, oh, my family's honest and real. And we don't think we're anywhere wonderful, but yeah. we do. We are aware that we, 
we are quite capable and we, we made a decision a few years back um, that uh, we, our mission, our family mission was to travel the, travel the world as a family helping people. Nice. You know, yeah. and uh, later on you go, well, helping people is a bit funny too because you're assuming people need help, but travel the world as a family, being present and available and if people want if want get some something help, out of that, happy, then fantastic. Happy to help if you need you know, it. <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> no, I love that, mate. And um, it reminds me a little bit of... Um, a guy called Gary Vee, I don't know if you've followed him, but he talks about clouds and dirt, you know. Right, some, I, hope, some, I don't, but yeah. Sometimes you're, you're working in the clouds and, and, and sometimes you need to work in the dirt. You need to be in the, the realness of everything and, you know, it's, yeah. um, it's a good one. So. What's that before enlightenment? Um, carry water, is, um, what is it? Chop wood, carry water? Carry water, yeah. Uh, after enlightenment, chop, chop wood, wood, carry, carry water. water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or the other one, like while you pray, you need to move your feet. Yeah, you know? no, I like that. I, <laughs> yeah, I like that. And you can't I did just sit the, there and it's going to come to you. You've got to keep moving. Well, you know? the biggest thing I feel connected to now is that the earth is going through a shift, mm. not just the earth, yeah. you know, underneath yeah, our feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the consciousness that occupies this earth, both yes. the consciousness, the broader consciousness, and all of us, you know, souls on here that are in an embodiment, mm. you know, um, that we are collectively going somewhere. Yeah. You know, and that's what really drives me these mm. days. It's yep. really the idea that connected awakening but awakening because something's telling me just speak some truth about what's going on yes. you know so that people go oh yeah oh yeah right so Surely because we, there's so many distortions and diversions and distractions yep. which feed the thing that's been here forever I, yeah. I mentioned before um nikola tesla saying if you want to understand the secrets of the universe think in terms of energy frequency and vibration yes. put that together with einstein who was asked, what's it like being the smartest man on the, on the earth? And he said, I don't know, ask Nikola Tesla. <laughs> but he put that together with Einstein, he said, you cannot solve a problem on the same level of mind you that created. it was created. Um, Freud said something different and so similar. And Einstein also said, a system cannot be fixed on the same level of mind that the system was created or whatever. There are a lot of different things he said, same. Yeah. But we have a problem on the planet and the problem is our thinking mm. and we see each other as separate and we're in a competitive mindset and yeah. the resources are limited and we've got to get our part and build our investment portfolio and everything else yeah, and that yeah. thinking is contributing to the haves and the not haves and everything else yeah. so then we go well that's terrible let's become leftists and socialists Swing and one way share all with the government you know yeah. and the, let the government they seem to be good let, let, let no <laughs> no that is another polarization and that's a gigantic trap probably worse than the capitalist trap yeah yeah because you don't even have your own sovereignty in that one yeah um so you know that's lower on the uh, thing i would think at this point in time i'm thinking but what are they saying we're all connected mm. what are they saying um we have the power to actually make a difference yeah you know, put those together and we're going through something that is an awakening that we realize we're all connected. Yes. But the responsibility is ours. Yeah, the government to aren't going to fix it. Yeah. You know, um, connect, collaborate, know who you really are. You know, get out of competition and comparison and get in connection and collaboration. Take care of your own front or backyard first. And, you know, if everyone did that, we'd get a long way. I've got you know. your back, brother, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. sister. Yeah. I care about you. Like, yeah. I'm going to shut up and listen to you. Mm. And, you know, which I talk a lot. But no, no, I love <laughs> in, it, this, mate. in this environment, but <laughs> hopefully I do more listening in other environments. No, it's been, a, been an amazing conversation, mate. I really appreciate you giving us some of no, your time. And I've got one last question for you, which I yeah. ask all my guests. Uh, what is the true meaning of wealth to you? Yeah, so wealth on all levels. So the true meaning of wealth is to be present and alive and connected with all things. And even though I'm so purely not religious, I often go back to religious sayings and some of them I mess up. 
but it was there's a saying about because I'm really interested in the Christ consciousness. You know, the whole journey that he walked and the truth of that journey, yeah. and what he was actually saying before it was altered. And he, you know, he said, "Heaven's not to be found out there. It's inside of every turnover, each under each stone, all that sort of stuff." You know. But he also said, um, "And um, forgive them; they know not what they do." I yes. love that one, yeah. and I love that he also said, "Know ye the truth, and the truth shall set ye free." Originally, it was actually before it was altered. It was "Know ye the truth, and the truth shall make ye free." And pause on that and think about it for a while. But he also said um, uh, that he was offered you know the kingdom and he said why would i want that when i'm connected with the kingdom of heaven or whatever it was and if you take that all, all the religious context and the way i've experienced it is that when you are purely tr truly present yeah you, you have everything you are everything you're connected with everything and you just you just shut up you know and i'm, I'm not there right now but it's, i can feel it but you just you just you you just embody freedom and and presence and so um I love freedom and I love love and I think love comes from freedom. You, freedom doesn't come from love. Mm. You know, I think when you're truly free, love is automatically a part of it. Um, and I'm still learning that because um, occasionally I grab onto the love and if we grab onto love, you lose the freedom. Because you think you're going to lose it. Yeah. yeah. So um, wealth is actually um, being present in this moment and not in this and here and... and um, knowing what it feels like to be yourself. Mm. Trevor, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Jase. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Wealth Faculty. Hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe. We're all good podcasts are found. You can find us there. And if you want to watch it, you can subscribe on YouTube, Positive Mentor TV. And until the next episode, take care. Bye for now.